Humans, humans, I'm coming to you very full, very, very full. I'm recording this on the day after Christmas. Some of you might call this the Feast of Stephen. Some of you might call it Boxing Day. Those Canadians, those Brits, those Aussies, and many more. Day after Christmas, the earliest you can hear this is on the 27th. It's a Tuesday. Humans, I'm stuffed. I'm filled to the gills. I'm uncomfortably full. It's hard to talk within a gumption and to use my diaphragm for how full I am. I made sausage balls yesterday. Feasted. Sausage balls cheese I made my own cream cheese spread not much to it just some French onion powder you know if you want to make your own French onion dip you can buy the powder at the grocery store and some taco seasoning powder dumped parts of a packet into some cream cheese whipped the cream cheese whipped the cream cheese with this stuff in it it made for a nice Heavy, tasty dip. Of course, I enjoyed very, very, very many Christmas cookies. Peppermint bark. Today's cinnamon rolls. More sausage balls. Just had some nachos. Feeling very full. Humans, I hope you are too. <laughs> but if I sound... If I sound like a person who's having to move around a lot, ugh, just to get comfortable, it's well, it's just true. That's there's some authenticity in that. So here we are, smack dab in the middle of the holiday season. What's going on? I'll tell you something on my list. All these Christmas lights, all these holiday lights, you know, they're typically up till at least New Year's. I want to make a nice warm glass of wassail. Wassel, more or less two-thirds apple cider, one-third cranberry juice, allspice, cinnamon sticks, an orange pierced with cloves, add rum, heat it up on a crock pot. You can either do the rum all at once or per glass, whatever you like. Delicious, delicious wintertime warms you to the core beverage. I want to pour a bunch of that into a Yeti. Or the insulated cup of your choice. And go for a walk and look at holiday lights. It sounds nice. Kind of chilly here tonight in New York. Today's high was 30. So we've we've climbed back up. Christmas Day, 15 degrees when I was out and about for a little while. What are you humans doing? What do you have planned for these few days between now and New Year's? Love this week. I don't care what I'm doing. If I'm traveling, if I'm home, if I'm whatever. Just a great week. A nice, quiet, festive kind of a week. You know, easy to easy to get a table at a restaurant kind of a week. Just cozy. Go into a bar for a quick seasonal. Walk around. Life is good. Play with your new toys. Wear your new clothes. What did we get, humans? Any gifts of the year? Now, wouldn't be this time of year if there wasn't a heavy amount of travel. 
And of course, we talked about this in the last episode. There's a big storm coming through. People were getting stranded at the airport. Happens every year. And here's a question I have. Why are TV stations and radio stations still interviewing people in airports? If you've seen it once, you've seen it 100 times. Okay, this person's stuck. They're going to say, well, it's horrible. It's horrible. I've been in line all day. I've been calling. They can't do this. Can't do that. Or you get the other person that says, well, it's not so bad. You know, you just make the most of it. I, you know, I brought, I got an extra battery to charge my phone, brought a book. That's what you get. Hey, it's traveling in a holiday. It's all you can expect, right? But like, we're interviewing these people. They're not expert on traveling. They just happen to be there. And I guess that's the case for going outside of any event, really. But it's just like, I can't believe, this is what I can't believe. I can't believe that the local news stations out there, the local news radio stations out there, you name it, they have in their budget, in whatever they're working on, the time and the money to send a crew out to the airport and ask a couple of trapped people for the same answers we've gotten every time ever someone's been stuck in an airport during a winter storm. It's a little weird. To me. To me. I don't know. I guess it's, there's some humanity to it. At least you're getting in touch with some some boots on the ground. But we already know what's going to happen. Odd. Just odd. But if you were stuck in the storm over the weekend you know, and over the holiday, well, my heart goes out to you. Tell us about it. Hey, you know what? Let's flip the switch. Let's flip the script. If you were stuck in the airport over the weekend, well, why don't you call in with your tale of woe? We'd love to hear it. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. Folks, got, got a couple of topics for you today. You know, it's the holidays. Want to get you an episode here. Going to get you an episode here. You know, you know that. You know we're going to get some audio for you to get you through your life, to get you through your travels, to get you through whatever it is you're doing couple of topics today. Of course, that was just one of them. I want to talk about disposable cloth bags from stores and what they say about you. And I do want to talk about another traveler type issue. So we'll get to that. But before we do, let it be known, let it be known we had another Yule Log submission. Chris in Guatemala sent one, and it looks, let's see, how should I put this? It looks American. So, Chris, you must be traveling. You must be in America. You must not be in Guatemala right now. But if I'm wrong, please forgive me. He sent us in a Yule Log video, 17 seconds long. It's, it's beautiful. It's a fireplace, and above it is a TV with an NFL game on. He sent it in. The email said, NFL Yule Log. Now, I thought, do I put this one on a loop and give us 30 minutes of this bad boy? The NFL somewhat distracts a bit. And we've got uh, a little bit of personal conversation. Nothing crazy. Just some comments about the game. So I said, let me replace that audio. Let's put in 
I was like, what? What from the soundboards around 17 seconds will I found the perfect answer? <laughs> of course, that's our old favorite. George McFly laugh. Now, that's on our soundboard. One of the reasons it's on our soundboard is, I think, that it's when you're in an uncomfortable situation and you just want to kind of laugh, but someone's saying something maybe inappropriate, something you're like, ugh, this is just... You're at a cocktail party and someone says, you can just hit him with a McFly laugh. You can just hit him with a McFly laugh and move on. (laughs) But interestingly enough, the second, and I I chose this clip to play for the Yule Log. I chose it just because it was around the length of this video and I thought it might make some fun audio. um, So we weren't just having, you know, a a conversation and some, and some game, uh, some game audio, but interestingly enough, the second laugh to ch- to chime in there, it almost sounds like our boy Chris from Guatemala. Just that second tiny laugh. Let me see if I can laser in on that. <laughs> it's that second laugh there. It, you know, we've we've heard him. I interviewed Chris about um, motorcycles, so he could break down. And try to give us a little bit about Maverick's personality through his motorcycle. This was episode 65. For those of you that want to go back and hear it, learning about Maverick through his motorcycle. Chris Gwinner provides expert analysis. I'm telling you, that second laugh, just a little bit, just a little bit. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying totally, but that second laugh almost sounds a little like Chris. What a perfect clip. <laughs> How do you like that? How do you like that? Just fun. Fun. Serendipity. Thank you for sending that in, Chris. And of course, if you want to see the Yule Logs from other humans, right now we have two. There could always be more. We'll toss them up. If you go to the Yule Logs tab on your favorite time waster, sydneyhollishow.com. What's a time waster, Sid? Well, that's the kind of website you go to to waste time when you're at work or in line. You know, not, of course, we're a phone down kind of a community here, but we all need a time waster from once in a while. So, sydneyhollishow.com is a site where you can go scroll around, get a little time. Okay, where were we? Cloth disposable bags from stores. You know the ones I'm talking about. They don't quite look like fabric. They're soft, but they're shiny. They're thin. They work a couple of times, and then the strap breaks. We've all been in situations where we've ended up with them, or at least I think we all have. I try to bring my cloth bag with me when I know I'm going to do a shopping run, but now and then things happen. I end up with one of these type of things. But it's not too often for me. It's not too often. But do you ever find yourself in life... You're walking around and you see like a logo on something and you see it repetitively. You're like, what? Like you kind of don't. You're like, what's that logo? I don't know. Maybe it registers. Maybe it doesn't. Recently, I found myself going to Target for a couple of odds and ends that I needed unexpectedly. I was going to be uh, going home right after work. And I had some plans afterwards. And then as the way things turned out, I was going to just be 
staying in the city and going straight to my plans. And I, I wanted to be able to freshen up. So I bought some toiletries from Target. I went to Target. And there was an option to get one of those disposable I mean, I'm saying disposable, but it's like disposable slash reusable. So maybe I meant to say reusable all these times. But you know what I mean. It's that stuff that you eventually do throw away because it breaks, but you do get to use it a few times. I ended up getting one of their reusable bags. Reusable slash disposable bags. And I was like, oh... That's what these gray bags are with the bullseye on them. Should have known, right? A target. And <laughs> this is going to come off judgy, but this is just the truth. For however long now, years, I guess, since the New York City bag, plastic bag ban went right into effect right in March of 2020. So it's kind of, it kind of, it missed its news cycle because of COVID-19. But we've had a we've had a plastic bag ban in effect here in New York City since March of 2020. Anyway, since then, I guess out of the corner of my eye and my unconscious mind, I see people walking around with these gray reusable slash disposable, you know, these gray fake cloth bags with a bullseye on them. And they just look trashy. <laughs> they just look trashy. And then the people that are carrying them usually look like they're in a certain level of despair. Or they've, you know, if, if God forbid someone's using it more than once, they're a little bit dirty or one of the straps is broken or they're just overfilled. The person's trying too hard to make it work as a bag size. I don't know. But has this ever happened to you where it's like light bulb, ding, oh, that's where this bag is from. And now I'm one of these people. Sid, this is not very human of you. Well, I got to pull back the curtain. What better time than the holiday season? Yeah, I guess I judge people when they're carrying these bags because the people just usually look mildly down and out that are carrying these Target reusable fake cloth numbers. But I never realized they were from Target. I just thought, oh, people that carry this gray bag with the bullseye on it, they they look kind of rough, down and out. Life's not, life's not tossing them a bone. And then there I was. There I was. <laughs> carrying one around. I mean, just listen to this thing. Not very pliable. <laughs> Big old bullseye on it. I mean, it could. The thing is, is the size of it. It could pass for like a, a record store bag or something like that. But again, the sheer volume of them that I've seen. We don't have too many targets here in New York, but I guess just there's just enough. There's just uh, I don't know. It, it gives off. It gives off something. And then I found myself walking down the street giving off whatever that was. And then I finally knew, oh, that's where this bag's from. And I'll say it. That's, I told myself, that's where this trashy bag is from. 
Now I know, because I have one. I don't want to go too far into the judgment zone. Maybe I should be repenting here, humans, for judging people. But <laughs> there's just something about them. Has that ever happened to you, humans? You found yourself carrying a bag that you hated? Or there was something that stood out to you and stood out to you, but you kind of didn't notice, you kind of didn't notice until you were forced with it, and you thought, oh, that's that. Let me know. Listener line at sydneyhollishow.com. And for the record... When we're talking big box places, much prefer anyone, including myself, to shop at Target over Walmart. I've been boycotting Walmart since 2001. How do you like that? Walmart's vicious. They destroy small towns. The list, we, we, we all know this by now. And of course, guys, avoid Amazon if you can. So Target's, you know... I mean, there's worse choices you can make out there. Choose Target over some of these other retailers, but, you know, shop small if you can. Really quickly, Sid, you've boycotted Walmart since 2001? That's correct. That's correct. I did some back-to-school shopping there before my junior year of college in um, August of 2001-ish. And that's the last time that I voluntarily went. There are two exceptions, and I will happily share them. I am human. One was back in the spring of 2004. I went to Talladega, the Talladega NASCAR race, Talladega, Alabama. And I went with a big group and we were leaving Chattanooga together, and we were going to get groceries and such and supplies on the way out of town. We camped for the weekend. At Talladega, at least back when I went, if you had a ticket to the race, you could camp for free in the fields all around the stadium. Wild time, great time. And everyone I went with wanted to go to Walmart to buy supplies, groceries, etc. for the weekend. Now listen, I'm, I'm one out of seven, one out of eight. Easy. That's fine. Let's do it. I'll break my boycott for that. You know, I'm, I'm a team player. What's one time? You know what I mean? Similarly, similarly, I was in a hotel in Austin, Texas a few years back with three friends. And the closest store that we could walk to without getting in a car was a Walmart. Just ended up there with some friends. We were buying some beer for the hotel room. And it was going to be like this incredible thing out of my way and the other people were with me anyway I was like you know this is again I'm a team player let me just go with the flow in this case but it had been me by myself I would have taken the road less traveled nevertheless folks <laughs> I'm calling target bags trashy but I'm saying I'm a hero for not shopping at Walmart all in the same breath that's what you come to this podcast for weirdness Listen to the line of sydneyhallshow.com if you have anything to say about that. Okay, folks, we're talking some travel here. Have you ever heard the concept, you know, that when you're bitching about traffic and you're in traffic, you know, just remind yourself you're part of the traffic. You know, oh, gosh, I hope there's not that much traffic today. Well, you're, 
if you're in a car and doing it, you're part of the traffic. Kind of, I'm going to use the word we here, but we think to ourselves, oh my gosh, I hope there's not that much traffic today. Never thinking that, oh, I'm another car on the road. Oh, I'm traveling for a big holiday weekend, but it's like, it's everyone else but me. I'm just going to slip in and out. I've heard this before about cars and it makes total sense. And I like the analogy or whatever, the concept. Excuse me, just had a sip of water there. You are part of the traffic. But I've never thought to myself, oh, similarly, this isn't a very big jump, but similarly with airports. I've done my fair, fair, fair share of holiday traveling. I've been part of the traffic, but I've also done my fair, fair share of holiday traveling. Did you hear that? That was the sound of like a cheap battery electric scooter in the little alarm. Um, I never considered like, oh, when you travel to holidays, like I'm part of the, I'm part of the insane crowds at an airport. I always just kind of think to myself, oh, I'm just going to put my head down and slither through. Like I'm meaningless. I'm meaningless. But I am one more body. I am one more bottleneck. I am one more thing in the bottleneck. But I thought about this. I kind of thought about this a step further. I don't know. Some, some, maybe some negativities are coming out today. Humans, I'm not trying to bring anyone down. These are just things that have been on my mind. You ever been to a keg party? And you go to pump the keg, and then everyone chimes in. Oh, you're not pumping in enough. Oh, you're pumping it too much. Oh, let it sit. Oh, do this, do that. Everyone's got an opinion at the keg party for how to pump the keg. For how to tap the cake. Similarly, everyone's got an opinion around the campfire for how to build the fire, for how to stack the logs. It, it, it's, it just happens. It just happens. And I realized, huh, here I am. I've got a method when I pump or tap a keg mostly the pumping it's the pumping that really drives everyone crazy the, the tap just happens once i have a method when it comes to building a campfire and many times i will gladly chime in so i'm realizing just in the same way i'm part of the traffic i'm part of the bottleneck at an airport i'm also part of keg pump expertism at a party, the very thing that I get annoyed by. I'm also part of campfire log-adding expertism around a campfire. One of the very things I get annoyed by at a campfire. You know, when I'm the one putting a log on, I'm just like, hey, man, let me put a log on. I don't need something from the peanut gallery. But then someone else is putting a log on, and I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to suffocate the fire. You know, I can't. Not that I can't, and I think actually as I've gotten older, I've decided that it doesn't really matter. You can just, you can you can revive the fire, you can add more logs. It's a lot more fun to just sit back and let people play with the fire that want to play with it. But I have been part of campfire log adding expertism. And I'm just thinking, wow, it's just like being part of the traffic. This thing that I dislike, I will fully chime in on. I'm a part of the problem.
<laughs> Boxing Day Revelations, humans. Feast of Stephen Revelations, humans. If this piques your interest and you have something you'd like to add, listener line at sydneyhallshow.com. Now, humans, let's brighten up some faces before we hit the road today. As you know, we've got some postal service workers, some letter carriers that listen to this show. Bernsey, wherever you are, we're thinking about you this time of year. We know you got a lot of extra packages in the truck, a lot of extra stuff on the route. This is a big letter carrier show. And I thought it might be fun to just, on the way out today, listen to a 1992 post office commercial. <laughs> From a simpler time, 1992, they're talking about two-day priority mail. And at the time, the post office's uh, slogan was, We deliver for you. But at the end of this one, they say for Yule. Is in, you know, Yuletide. Like the Yuletide season. Anyway, I get a kick out of it. So, we'll play that. We'll have that play us out, humans. We'll see you right back here. One more show in the year 2022. Miss ya. Love ya. Hi. My two granddaughters are in the Nutcracker Suite, so I'm sending these two tutus to them in Tucson. Too cute. If they're not in Tucson by Tuesday, there'll be a big to-do. Use two-day priority mail. Two-day priority? Two pounds is just two ninety. Don't do it. Two days, two pounds, two ninety with two-day priority mail. Happy holidays to you. To you, too. <laughs> we deliver for you. Bye, humans. Peace and love. Peace and love.